It's Saturday, March 11th, 2023, and welcome to episode number 24 of The Mike Newman Show, where once again, Dr. Tim and I meet up for a breakfast with Dr. Tim at our favorite North Austin eatery, celebrate a little bit of Tim's birthday last week, and um, today, Tim came with a list. He's like, hey, how about we talk about... uh, travel-related questions, so he popped some questions to me, and we talked about our answers, and um, that's kind of how it went. So it was a good time reminiscing, um, just talking about how things were on those trips, and uh, some of the fun things we learned along the way. Hope you enjoy it, and uh, I'll catch you at the end. Good morning. Good morning. And uh, here we are in March, and you had a birthday, so one thing, happy birthday, but happy birthday, Tim. Well, I, I, I use the birthday song quite often when I introduce myself to people. Sometimes it's hard to remember my name. And yeah. so I sing the birthday song to myself until I get down to the point of happy birthday to and then, Tim. Oh, Tim. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I yeah. can deal with that. I can do that. Cool. Well, well we were kind of going to go, right, so like we normally do, we show up here, eat breakfast, talk about everything we don't talk about on the podcast, and then... Uh, Hop in and do stuff, and you had an idea for what we might do today. Well, I did, yes. I, it occurred to me coming in that uh, uh, we could do a, uh, this is something that would be in uh, some lady's journal from 50 years ago. Okay. Right, right here, the, the, uh, the, the 12 questions that you have to answer to see if you're compatible with your husband or wife or whatever. Wait, right? we're just asking these questions to each other now? Is that uh, what we're doing? Yeah, well, yeah. We're just, I'm just, okay. just going to pose questions as a, as a, <laughs> uh, uh, a, a stimulus for uh, uh, memories and uh, conversation. And cool. we, we may be finished in eight minutes, or we, we may we come up with... Uh, uh, either, either something good. to talk about. That's a list. Yep. There's an actual list in front of us, folks. There is a list. It is ten items long. And I expanded expanded a couple of them out to the to the side as well. So it's okay. Uh, it's it's ten issues uh, things, and and we, if we come up with one word answers for each of the <laughs> questions, uh, it's going to be a very short. Uh, well, we'll see. Discussion. You know, <clears throat> excuse me. You know, we can't do that. Yeah. Well, the, the, the background is that uh, uh, we've had a, a couple of episodes where we talked about travel, and uh, Mike and I, uh, uh, we know each other uh, largely through travels. We've, we've done a lot of traveling together, and, and uh, that's, a, that's something that kind of uh, uh, knits us uh, together a little bit. And, and, and so we, 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 it occurs to me that that uh, well, let's let's think yeah. a little bit about uh, uh, the characteristics of our travel and see if that stimulates a, a little bit of conversation. Yeah. So I'll I'll simply go down my list of questions. It's uh, I probably could have ordered it better, yeah. but thinking about travel and, and this mm-hmm. doesn't have to be travel we've done together. It's sure. uh, it's uh, I thought each of us could address these as uh, as uh, things that uh, we've done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it doesn't have to be travel we've done for business. It's everything else. So my first question is, uh, in your travels, whatever it may be, what, yep. what is your favorite or has been your favorite destination? Uh, easily Paris. And I'm afraid that's going to be possibly your favorite destination. <laughs> but um, and, and I think it's, for me, it's 
the the frequency and the time in my life that I was needing to go to Paris. I, I was going to Paris at least once a year for about I think ten or eleven years. So it wasn't. Um, and, and and folks, we're just going to drop the comparisons. Tim's miles dwarf <laughs> mine, uh, as as you've heard, he got he got a he got a good start with I think member number two with the American Advantage program back in the in the seventies or eighties or whenever that started. But anyway, I just every time I go to back to Paris, I would like anyway maybe. We'll, Paris. We'll see what you say, and we'll and we'll we'll go from there. I don't well, I don't want to camp out too long on number one because I could go on. The thing about Paris is, I got comfortable with it right away. Maybe it was because the area where I stayed um, in the Saint Michel area, right, right there. Everything's connected, easy to get to, um, and to get to other places from there, mm-hmm. and it's just walkable. You you could, and that's what I did every time I would arrive in order to bust the the jet lag um and i didn't always do this perfectly like just like in every sometimes you're just like i'm gonna take a nap and that for me that's the worst thing i could do is get off a plane at seven in the morning or nine in the morning and then say ah, i'm just gonna take a little rest and then you wake up at four in the afternoon and you're you're you're, you're done um for at least three days so i would say paris yeah that's, that's and that's certainly uh, that's certainly my favorite uh, destination as well, uh, and for many of the of the same reasons that uh, that, that that you offer. Uh, in my own personal case, I'll I'll, I'll go through a, a, a couple of of uh, illustrations or, or considerations, I guess. Uh, literally, the the. Uh, my first trip to Paris was in 1974. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it was my first international trip, uh, first international travel, and it was uh, it, it was a trip. That very first trip was a trip that encountered a lot of the vagaries, if you will, mm-hmm. of long distance international travel that we both experienced over the years. I got them all worked in on that very first trip. Yeah. <laughs> so, so this is this we'll is. We'll put a, we'll put the link in there to that story back to the other episode. You can listen to yeah. Tim describe that. Yep. But uh, uh, so so it, it it once I finally got there uh, and I was traveling alone at that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I went with the idea that uh, even though I did not speak French. I would be able to find my way around, if you mm-hmm. will, uh, from signage and and the like. That, yeah. uh, and I think I had this this image that uh, uh, just as I'd learned from the movies, speaking French was literally speaking English with a really bad accent, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and that that reading French, the French language, was going to be like reading English with a little weird. A few extra few letters, extra here, letters and there. here and there, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, it don't nope. work that way. Uh, so uh, I, I literally was uh, uh, in, in getting from the from the uh, airport to my hotel was 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 a, was a great, uh, great adventure. adventure. Yep. But nonetheless, back to the fact of a uh, point of, of why it's a, a, a favorite destination. Uh, it, it is a small city. 
Mm-hmm. It is a it is a beautiful city in its own right. Mm-hmm. Now, the the first time I showed up, there were you know uh, French cigarette butts in the uh, in the in the in the streets from time to time, oh, yeah. and and you you got that smell of uh, very harsh tobacco. Right, uh, was was not uh, an unfamiliar smell. Right, so there were there were things that 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 weren't made imprints. Made imprints. But it, it was a it, it, there, there were beautiful things to see just about everywhere you look. Oh yeah, yeah. beautiful buildings, uh, beautiful trees, uh, beautiful vistas. Uh, you could stand anywhere, and in the background would be something marvelous. I would go to Garden Luxembourg and just it would usually be a Sunday, uh, fly on a Saturday, land on a Sunday. Things would either start on Monday or Tuesday. And I would just go to the garden and watch. They had those little sailboats that kids would, you know, parent would rent them from a guy with a little cart there, actually kind of a big cart, and a stick. (laughs) And the stick was just so the kid could come up to the edge and poke his boat and try to make it float somewhere around there. And you're thinking, eh, but there's like two dozen kids doing this in this massive fountain area. It's just... Uh, to me, that was just beautiful. Yeah, I had spent many a lunch stopping at the McDonald's. Yeah, just down the street from there, uh-huh. and picking up my Big Mac with the sauce Bernays. Mm-hmm. Uh, interesting Big Mac, but you know, yeah, and a, and, a, and a Diet Coke. Uh, of course, Co- Coke Light. Coke Light, and yep. uh, and uh, go to the the Luxembourg Palace and uh, mm-hmm. go out to the gardens and sit down and have my lunch and watch whatever there was whatever was going on. Yeah, yeah so, so it, there's it, a lot of cool stuff you could just wander into, and then that that gave me appetite for okay, I'm going to go to Tuileries, um, right. you know, next time, or I'm going to walk from uh, I think I walked the whole Champs Elysees between from um, from uh, the Louvre all the way through the arches all the way out to um, to the Grand Arch. That's a lot of fun. Yep. That was a long walk. That, that, is, <laughs> that is a very long walk. Yeah, but but my, my, my usual uh, Sunday afternoon trip on arriving was to kind of do the inverse of that. I would okay. get in, uh, uh, hop on the metro at my hotel and go to the, uh, to the Arc de Triomphe so I didn't go mm-hmm. all the way to the end, but I'd go yep. that far. And then get out, and then I'd walk, start walking back into town mm-hmm. uh, uh, along the Champs Elysees, and uh, get down to uh, uh, the Louvre, mm-hmm. walk past the Louvre, uh, and go into the Latin Quarter. Oh yeah, uh, and, and and have my Sunday evening meal uh, in the Latin Quarter. And uh, is that a lot near Pompidou, or is that back toward where I was saying San Michel? Is San Michel considered San Michel. Latin Quarter? Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. That, that, exactly. It's it's basically the uh, that area. The, the couple of little hotels that we used to stay yeah, yeah. at right there. Yeah. Literally, the Latin Quarter is, is, is out the back door from there. Right. By that well, church and all those little restaurants little and stuff restaurants in those around. alleys. Yeah. Right. Okay. And there, there, there were usually uh, uh, several uh, French, uh, excuse me, several Greek restaurants. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I, I learned to love lamb. As oh, yeah, no. as a, yeah. <laughs> very, very good dinner. A lot of different ways to get lamb. And yeah. I, I, as a, as a, as a, uh, as a displaced uh, boy from Western Oklahoma on that very first trip, I, I, I did make my way to back to. Uh, uh, I, it actually probably was the second trip, not the first one. 
but I, I had dinner at the in the Latin Quarter in a, in a Greek restaurant, and I was there kind of late, and and the uh, the waiters uh, started uh, cleaning up. It was getting on towards uh, mm-hmm. closing time. They started cleaning up, and uh, they would go from table to table. In this particular restaurant, the tables were long picnic-like tables with benches, and and you you oh yeah you sit down yeah. and you know had your meal. So they were they were they were cleaning the wine bottles off of the uh, of the tables, and they there was a very large fireplace over at one end of the room. And uh, the waiters would pick up the wine bottles and they would fling them into the <laughs> to the fireplace. Wow! And I thought, oh, this is interesting. Yeah. Because they were they were chunking, they were uh, chunking wine bottles, glass. yeah, yeah. 20, twenty or thirty, forty feet feet across the room, by breaking in the back <laughs> of the uh, of the fireplace. And I, I assumed that that you know it was just as easy for them to shovel out broken glass as anything else. As anything else, exactly. But I, I, that, that, I, that was an interesting introduction uh, to, uh, to That's to cool. That place. Well, we could camp out in Paris, I'm sure, easily, because yep. we love it. it, it, and, it, it indeed. Yeah. And, and honestly, I think that's worth a, a separate treatment of Tim and Mike It'll 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 keep showing yeah, up. It'll keep showing up what, for sure. What, no matter what, what we, we do. do. Yep. yep. It'll it'll keep showing up. Okay. Well, we've 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 we're we've, on to number two. We, we're on to number we're, two. We're not gonna, your... we're gonna not gonna consider how long number one took. That's right. So I uh, probably, probably and, and as we'll get through these questions, uh, some of them should have been earlier than others, obviously. Nah, but uh, they're just what occurred to me. Uh, so in in travels I, on, a, on a previous episode, I kind of uh, went through the, uh, the the modes of travel that, mm-hmm. uh, that uh, as I was introduced to it, uh, automobile planes, trains, and automobiles, sort of thing. I would throw in boats and ships, boats as well, and ships as well, because I'm going to cheat there. Yeah. So 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 my, my my second question is, what what is your your favorite mode of travel? I would like it to be starship, but um, I, that's probably not in my uh, in my future. So we'll take that one off the list. I, I, uh, it, it's hard to choose because if I think in general, I love traveling by car. I mean, literally, that, I think that's one of the amazing things about our country is that we just have so much space to roam and see things. And, I mean, the highways are bad enough. Right. The, remember, you know, certainly in the area you grow up, the the, inter, uh, the interstate highway system was being developed basically, right. and, and it from scratch. And you lived off of uh, Route 66. I mean, Route 66 ran through your hometown. Um, so, not having seen those days, I enjoy. Um, I've got a friend that says she and her husband they just go out and make left turns. <laughs> and see where they end up, and sometimes they drive a little further before they make a left turn. But uh, I joke with her; I said I, I'd be making right turns, but that's just me. Um, anyway, I would say in general, car by volume, I, I I enjoy that. Even long trips up to Minnesota and so forth. But um, second place would be train, and that takes me to Paris. Is what's the coolest way to get around the country of France? Is the TGV, and and I would go with that because that's the next best thing. Where you have limited stops, it's it's not like you're going, but but there are stops along the way, and I, I really enjoyed my my travels on on the TGV and even even slower, more regional trains, just between like airports and downtowns. Like uh, I'm thinking of Munich, like the airport into the city. You get on the S-Bahn, um, yeah. I'd, 
Well, I, I actually I probably would agree in, in, with, with both of the, the, those. Certainly, I, I in the United States, I enjoy travel by car. Mm-hmm. But of, of all the modes of travel uh, internationally, right? Train, train is actually my is my favorite. Mm. Now, they're, they're, it's followed by a close second that that first class international travel is is enjoyable. <laughs> I I do like that. Yeah. Yeah, but on the other hand, that's that's a little bit like just having a, a really plush plush room with good room service and it goes somewhere, right? Yeah. Uh, that that's kind of nice, but. That that aside, train uh, uh, travel is 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 perhaps my is it well it is my favorite mode. Mm-hmm. Uh, interestingly enough, uh, the, the the places that come to mind for me there are are Germany and Japan. Okay. Yeah. Uh, in that that I I loved uh, I when I would travel to Germany, uh, we, we would very often have meetings either in the <laughs> Munich area. Yeah. Or in Berlin, or further south from or, Munich. Yes, or further. Yeah, that, well, that'll, that'll show up okay, here a little bit. Right. Uh, so, so, so uh, Munich and Berlin. Yeah. But from the United States, at least coming from Austin, the easiest place to get to was Frankfurt. Yeah. And so uh, the Frankfurt Airport is very nice in that you go downstairs and you get far enough down there, and there's the high speed rail uh, mm. station. Mm-hmm. And so you can you can connect uh, through Frankfurt Airport. Uh, you can connect to a high-speed train that'll take you over to Berlin, mm-hmm. or a high-speed train that'll take you to Munich. And these trains run every hour. Wow! Uh, they just you, you you know you don't you don't make a reservation in advance, or you can right. But 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 basically that just gets you a ticket. Right. And uh, you take the ticket, and if uh, if your flight's a little bit early, then you catch an earlier train. If it's mm-hmm. a little bit later, you wait an hour or a mm-hmm. little while and you catch it later. But uh, particularly, I, I would very often be uh, uh, traveling, uh, particularly out of Frankfurt, traveling on a Sunday afternoon. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so uh, uh, the, the, the trains were not heavily loaded at that point, so you could get a Get a first a ticket and a first of a first class ticket uh, mm-hmm. on the train, which was not particularly expensive. Yeah, uh, have room to, to spread out, and the the, the, the German sub- countryside going from yeah. Frankfurt to Berlin, beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frankfurt down to Munich, uh, similar, very very beautiful area, uh, very nice. Mm-hmm. Japan, uh, similar fashion. Uh, we we had. Uh, uh, one meeting, I think that uh, I went to. I think we both went to that was down in the south of uh, of Japan. Uh, Nara. Uh, well, no, no, there, there was actually a, 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 one a little bit upstream from Nara. That, that it may okay. have been a meeting that you. you I don't it, think I went to that. I've yeah, only it, been to Nara and um, Narita with you. I yeah, believe. this this was probably a Java Card forum meeting. Okay. So so. Uh, but I, I connected uh, through uh, uh, Narita uh, mm-hmm. Airport in uh, in uh, Tokyo, and got on the high speed train there mm-hmm. uh, down through the countryside. And and the the high speed trains in Japan are just just marvelous. They just cruise along at a 150 or 200 miles an hour, whatever mm-hmm. it is, and and uh, uh, it's perfectly smooth. And the countryside uh, 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 passes by, and and it. Yeah. Most of the time, you can look off and see Mount Fuji somewhere sure. over there on the horizon. It's kind of your reference, and and, and just 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 very very pleasant. 
and, and and so the, the, the train travel is is very very, very nice. And and in in, in France, uh, I I enjoyed the train travel there, although the uh, the, uh, the 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 high speed trains are not quite of the same caliber. Uh, mm-hmm. at, at least of the routes that I travel, there probably are. Uh, just as good high-speed rail from, uh, say, uh, uh, Paris down to Marseille, I suspect, but I, I've never actually traveled that route mm-hmm. in, in, in France, so I'm not quite sure. But trains are trains are cool. Trains are cool. <clears throat> trains are cool. So what you got for number three? And, well, actually, let me make an observation on okay. it, because we've hit two points now. We've, <laughs> we've hit Paris yeah. as, as, a, as a really neat place, and we've, we've hit trains as exactly. really neat. Yeah. And I, I would venture to say that every urban planner in the that from the United States in in large cities have all been mesmerized by those two aspects of Europe. Mm-hmm. They've been mesmerized by the metro system in Paris, and yep. they've been metro mesmerized by the high-speed rail in uh, throughout Europe, particularly in Germany and in Japan. Yeah. And as a consequence, they keep trying. They, I'm yeah. talking about the the, yeah. the planners. Mm-hmm. They keep trying to emulate that here in the United States. Mm-hmm. And thus far, it hadn't worked worked very well. Yeah. And and it's for a variety of reasons. But I I, I swear that that in, in every city, people have been to to, to Paris. Mm-hmm. The the metro system in Paris is a is a grid. Yeah, and literally you can go from anywhere to anywhere else by metro, and you only have to walk a block or two or three. You have e- to because end. of the various strikes. Sorry, that <laughs> right. was a bad joke. But yeah, we we. But <laughs> but it, so it's not for and 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 so every city in the United States that that sets out to build a subway system. I think would like to have a subway system that works like Paris, but we can't. We can't do it. We can't afford it. Yeah. You know, so we end up we end up with subway systems that are uh, strung out along the line. You know, they're not mm-hmm. gr- they're not grids, but they're uh, they're 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 they're, yeah. they're heavy route uh, uh, transport system, and and you know some are good, some are less good, but yeah, I think I think that. That the, the the metro system in Paris is is what everyone that becomes a planner in the United States has in the back of their mind. If mm-hmm. we could just do that, uh, likewise with uh, with high speed rail. Uh, again, if you've traveled the high speed rail in, in yeah. Japan, uh, er, every planner says, "Ah, if we could do that." And I've mm-hmm. I've often thought, literally, uh, uh, in in Texas, if we if we had a a a Japanese-style high-speed rail that connected mm-hmm. uh, uh, Dallas, San Antonio, and Houston. Right. You know. Yeah. There's long been Austin talk Lo- of that triangle. Yeah. yeah basically. If, if if you had that triangle, uh, it, that 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 would be that would be pretty cool. It, yeah. it would be kind of nice. Okay. Anyway. Uh, that's another interesting one to come back to at some point because you and I both have enjoyed uh, riding the um, what is it the Acela from uh say dc up to boston and when that works it's great when it it doesn't work and (laughs) you're running along on the 
Yeah, anyway, so there, there's also level of execution as well. So well, it's, it's I, I have to, yeah, that, that's a perfectly good route. But well, and that's perfectly timed. Actually, I, I have to observe that that if you're in uh, if you're in uh, 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 Frankfurt, I guess it is. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a little city. It's actually a university city called Augsburg, uh-huh. which is about 50 miles away from from uh, Frankfurt. Okay, if I remember right. Mm-hmm. And, and forgive me if it's yeah, yeah. unique mm-hmm. rather than Frankfurt, but I believe it's Frankfurt. But I, I do remember uh, you're talking about execution. I remember showing up at the at the main the the uh, main train station mm-hmm. and uh, wanting to catch a train to Augsburg, and I went up and I bought my ticket. Mm-hmm. It was just a ticket to Augsburg, and then I went down to the tracks, and there were like 14 tracks. Wide. With trains on them, yeah. uh, you know, so so mm-hmm. so so, fourteen different places where, where trains were pulled again, and as I walked along looking at the signs, you know, nine of them went to Augsburg. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so so, uh, big you, doings you, in Augsburg. You had you had your choices. Yep. And interestingly enough, this but the the first time I went, I I, I wasn't paying close attention that. Among those various trains, there were there were the quote unquote locals, oh, yeah. and then there were the express trains, right? Yep. And you got an express train, and it was it was 22 minutes from uh, mm-hmm. Frankfurt to Augsburg. <laughs> if you got a local, it was uh, 45 minutes or an hour because it stopped at every pedal up along the way. That reminds me of one of my favorite stories of local versus express. The what was it? The RER B. What's the one that went between the airport and, yep. and downtown? RRB. Right, and the uh, the exhibit, the exhibition center is out by the airport. Right. Well, nobody wants to stay out there, and this is around the CART conference that was a big deal in our industry for 15, 20 years. It's all but disappeared now. But um, yeah, I won't go into that story. But basically, a disagreement on the platform at the at the station in San Michel of which train was the express and which was the local. And, yeah, of course, I'm going into the story. So this colleague, really brilliant guy. Guy's traveled the world many times over. He looks up at the screen and he goes, and the way they name their trains are like Eckley, E-K-L-I. So there are these four-letter designators for the trains, the schedules, their stops. And three of us are looking up there and going, yeah, this is the one we want. It's the Express. It it only stops here and here, and then you're there. And he's, he's looking at it. I'm like, dude, okay. But we're getting on this one. He goes, no, 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 it's the next one. It's the Emily or whatever. We get there. About 45 minutes later, he comes walking in the door. <laughs> he just looked at us like, <laughs> But those are just little, I mean, that, that yeah. So, uh, I, 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 getting, well, the, yeah. the other observation about that, we, 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 we stayed at, uh, quite often, uh, uh, we, we would stay at a, a couple of little different hotels, mm-hmm. uh, uh, not far from, uh, literally a couple of blocks from Notre Dame. Yep. Uh, downtown, but and, and 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 so we would we would uh, go down the the, the 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 metro station was the first level down, and if you went a little further down, you got to the to the, the train, the yeah. RER. And and so uh, from these little hotels, there were there were actually two. Uh, uh, stations relatively close by, mm-hmm. and we, we early on we, we went to the most the closest one, right? And we would go down and get on the RER uh, out to uh, 
Oh, this is actually just traveling out to the north side of Paris, but sure. it's the same train that took you out to the convention center yeah. uh, close we, to the airport. But we get off at the stadium, right. Stade de France yeah. station. Yep. So so you, you got on this station, the train pulled in, it was packed, <laughs> and you, you wormed your way in. Yep. After one or two trips, you suddenly realize, ah, you know, if we walk another block down to the other station... That apparently is where everybody gets on right. because the train that would pull in there was empty. Yeah. And, and so you, you could you could hop so on there. you could scrum for a seat versus a, doing the white glove thing yep. at the station. At the near, station yeah. there. So that, yeah. that was always a It only a, a took us a few years to figure that out, but it was cool. Yeah, well, we're Americans. So yeah. What can, you, what can you manage? Okay, so that, that takes us through two. Cool. So at this rate, we'll be finished this afternoon. That's I'm all right. Sure. You know, whatever. My third question here that occurred to me is, what was your favorite trip? And this doesn't have to be a work travel trip. Well, Just what's your favorite trip that you've taken? Uh, my favorite trip, I think it's the first one that, uh, to Australia. So for me, the my favorite trip was, I think there was an SC-17. Those are always two-week adventures. I think you had gone down on an earlier flight. You went to the WG-11 for the biometric stuff. Um, some of our colleagues and sponsor went down for that as well. And I think I got in. They did a WG-4. Anyway, it bridged the weekend. And I, I'm just going to say, although I love Paris, and, and I could say that there have been a couple trips in there. If I grouped them into classes, I'm going to cheat. I would say Australia and anything I did with um, the global platform guys. And I say guys in the New York Newton yep. use guys. You know, it, it was <laughs> it was it was fun. I mean that, um, and that, that I might be cheating into another question. Who knows? But um, those were just so for the Australia one. It was mainly due to our host. He just welcomed us into his home, his family, um, his pizza oven, <laughs> his little tool shop, just, just in general. And then another time I went down with, um, uh, I guess he was the director of the division we were working for in, in NIST at the time. Um, he had a car, and this was when we were doing our world tour for, for the standard. And you and I had, we travel a lot together, but sometimes I'm like, I'm not flying to Hong Kong to get to uh, Sydney from <laughs> Malaysia. Sorry, brother. So, <laughs> uh, but you but you get less miles. That you, get, you get fewer miles, but uh, <laughs> I slept that night wonderfully in the in the Changi Hotel uh, rent a room thing, and uh, that was just I, I would say because of the people, the new environment. Um, that Australia's at the top of the list on that. Um, just the hospitality. I loved uh, walking around Sydney. Um, and I liked even more visiting our colleague down there at his home. And we got out on one of his boats that we found the fuel line that was loose. <laughs> Eventually <laughs> beached it. I mean, it was just an adventure. Yes. And, and I, I, uh, I, I think for me, it's always going to be about who you're with. And... and um, yeah, the, the global flat global platform squad was was a good harking, hard working contentious 
bunch of nerds. Yeah. And it was, I, 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 I miss those people in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and I miss, uh, yeah, I'll just put it that way. It was, yeah. it was a good crew. It, it, it was. And, and, and you, you raised a good point, and it, it, it didn't come up early in terms of our favorite destinations, but uh, Sydney ranks right up there mm-hmm. uh, among really neat places to go to. It's just a, it's just a beautiful, beautiful city. Yep. And, and and we went to the zoo right away when we got there too. I mean, there's so many cool things you can do as a tourist that are not hard to get to. Right. And, and we took a ferry, or it was a taxi. It was a water. It was, I don't know what it was. It was it was part of their transit system, and it literally just zigzagged across the harbor. So. Yep. Yep. Well, and, and certainly, if uh, uh, my, my my from my perspective, my 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 uh, picture that I use for any profile that I ever post of myself is a, is a picture that, that Mike took of me uh, on a on a on a ferry across the uh, the harbor in Sydney with the uh, opera house in the background and, yeah. and me in the foreground, and it's still my my very favorite picture oh, cool. uh, 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 that I, I use uh, every chance I get. So here we are. Uh, we're probably a good 20 years later, and I've, I've aged just a little bit since then, uh, but nonetheless. You can still pull off that profile, Tim. I, I, I hope mean. so. I hope so, yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, in my, in what about my, yours? my case, the, yeah. uh, uh, and, and, and it, 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 the, the favorite, the, my favorite trip was literally the second trip that I made to teach at the University of Hong Kong. Oh, yeah. And uh, so this would have been uh, 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 literally about a year after I retired. Mm -hmm. uh, So probably 2000, 1990, uh, probably the year 2000. Okay. Uh, I would... uh, I was uh, for, for three years. For three years, I, I was I would go over and, and teach a uh, uh, a graduate level course in uh, in uh, smart card programming at the University of Hong Kong, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a very very that was a, that was a very enjoyable uh, work activity. Mm-hmm. And the the uh, uh, the university that hired me to come over and do that, they they paid for my travel mm-hmm. and they would pay pay business class travel which is is getting pretty good for yeah. international travel uh, uh it, it makes it a lot uh, easier but that the second trip the, the first trip uh mm-hmm. I, I i i took the usual route and and uh uh actually went through the through across the west coast and and, and mm-hmm. flew to, to uh, uh japan and then on to, to hong kong but the second year uh I had my course uh, coming up, but I also had a, as it turned out, a consulting gig in Europe the uh, the previous week. Ah. And so, in looking around, I is this ran where you discovered the around the world desk? This is where I discovered the around the world desk, which is a <laughs> really neat thing. I have no idea if it still exists the same way, but. When you uh, told me about ago, it that on was, that one that time was, we that I used it and we used it together, that was so cool. It it really yeah, was. Ahead. Now a, yeah. a, around the world, uh, an around the world ticket uh, uh, through the around the world desk, and I, I was I was intrigued that at that time the the airlines had an around the world desk mm-hmm. that you called to get this ticket, and the the around the world ticket uh, was, was 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 a ticket that you could travel around the world and its major constraint was that you had to go one direction 
Right. So if I left in, in from Austin, Texas, I could either go west or east. Yep. Uh, but I was going to spend going west or east the entire trip. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I realized that, that the nice thing about, or another nice thing about these tickets is that they were much cheaper than routine tickets. If you were to stitch together such a trip, for example, and in specific cases, perhaps cheaper than a round trip. Right, uh, and, and that that, that, uh, that I ran across was exactly the case. Okay. So on the one hand, I, I was priced out. I priced out a ticket, a, a business class uh, trip from mm-hmm. from Austin to Hong Kong and back. Right. And I suddenly realized that for uh, virtually the same uh, uh, ticket or the same cost, mm-hmm. I could actually use an around-the-world ticket. And so I could leave Austin. I could go through Europe. Yep. On to Hong Kong and then return. And then back through, through the West Coast. Yep. Through the rest West Coast. And so uh, that, that second trip was when I when I learned uh, that particular uh, 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 existence of that particular ticket. And so I was able to to uh, uh, travel to uh, Europe. I think maybe we were having a, uh, I had a meeting in Barcelona, I think it was. And so I, I traveled to Barcelona, spent mm-hmm. several days of a meeting there, and then from Barcelona flew on to Hong Kong. Yep. Uh, did my did my stint uh, teaching a course there, and then left out of Hong Kong and came back through uh, the West Coast of the United States and back. So when you were doing these uh, courses, how how long would you typically be in Hong Kong? A uh, generally week, a three, three, three or four weeks. Okay, so uh, about a month. About a month. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much it. Okay. Uh, I stayed at a. Uh, so were know, these classes that were like between uh, semesters, kind of like a. No, it was. It was work. actually. A, it was actually a summer term. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. So they, 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 yeah. they, this was a master's degree program, a master's science program. That makes sense. Uh, yeah. that, that that they had, and and it was. Uh, it was especially kind of designed. Well, yeah. it was especially. It was a. It was a course that was designed for their commuter students. Mm. Uh, so the students could. You, you literally could pursue a master's degree. Only through summer courses, okay. if, if you wanted. If you wanted if, to, if, yeah. Right. And so uh, there, there were no, quite a number of, uh, of, uh, of instructors that would come over from the United States uh, routinely to teach a variety of different courses. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the, the uh, uh, I, I originally okay. was introduced uh, uh, to this uh, through a, a program from Stanford. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the university in Hong Kong actually contracted with a. Uh, kind of a, a subsidiary group out of Stanford to mm-hmm. provide instructors for a variety of types of courses. So when you're doing this trip, it's basically you 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 might have stopped for a week in in Barcelona or Paris. I think one of these trips you talked about, you were cruising bookstores looking for first editions and stuff like that right. on on some of these where you would. You had a business reason to be somewhere around the world. The pricing worked out right. So you're like, yeah, I, I remember going past that bookstore or whatever. And you just worked it into well, a so, lot of so, time after you retired and so forth. You had a little more flexibility in that. Absolutely. An interesting characteristic of the of the, of the around-the-world ticket is that uh, you, you buy a ticket. You, you can buy a three-continent or a four-continent ticket, mm-hmm. right? And so I would I would buy a four-continent ticket so I could, uh, could hit uh, uh, Europe. Asia, North America, and Australia, right? Yeah. It, it, yeah. If you wanted, well, uh, on the, on the second trip, it, and mm-hmm. it was a good good illustration of the uh, the ticket. I, I found myself in Hong Kong, 
Uh, I had a had a a, a, a friend uh, uh, who was in Bali at the time. Oh wow! And uh, I found about the, found out about this after mm-hmm. the fact. Well, uh, with the around the world tickets, you're you 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 you're given. Oh, I can't remember if it was sixteen or twenty uh, destination segments, points. Yeah, right, uh, yeah. Segments yeah. that you could you could fly. Uh, and, and the nice thing about this ticket is that you could modify your travel as you were going along. That was mm-hmm. that was the big big selling point of uh, the right. ticket. Uh, it was cheaper, but uh, mm-hmm. it, 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 it gave you that flexibility. Well, I found that, that in Hong Kong, I, I thought, well, it'd be interesting to fly down to Bali. That was, I don't know, a, a few thousand miles to, to, to get yeah. from Hong Kong to Bali. Uh, so I, I, I called the airline or called the around the world desk. And said, "Well, I'd like to, I'd like to uh, uh, change my itinerary a little bit. Uh, go from Hong Kong to Bali and, and back." And the the lady I was speaking with, she went away for a few minutes and came back mm-hmm. and said, "Yeah, we've got that all arranged." And, cool. And I, uh, I I asked, "Well, you know, is there any additional cost and like?" And nope. So basically, it was a it was a free trip from oh, Hong yeah. Kong to Bali and back. Just plugged it right in. So it just plugged right into the ticket. So um, cool. Uh, so yeah, that, no, that, that, that was, that was, that was. Uh, and that's kind of what made that second trip so memorable. The fact it, that it was, you, you, it, you had an affordable way, actually a, a very economical way to do a whole bunch of stuff in that trip. Exactly. Yeah. And so, so it was, it was my, uh, it was my favorite trip from the, from basically from what I learned. Sure, it, it was a fun trip as well. But yeah, you. But uh, I, I learned an awful lot from that, and uh, I, I made use of that after oh, it was it was another uh, four or five years, maybe six years later. That uh, as uh, as really we got deep into the the consulting gigs mm-hmm. for working on the standards work that we were on that that I found that it was really easy at that uh, point. Right. We had so many yeah. meetings to go to. It was really easy to put in, put together an itinerary for meetings that took me around the world. Right. And so probably the last four trips, international trips that I made uh, while I was still consulting were all on around the world tickets mm-hmm. uh, because uh, uh, it was just the, the just, most economical way to, 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 to get around. Yeah, cool. Yeah, it was good. What you got for the next one? So, well, number we, we've, four. Already, we've already talked talked about it, but we're on, on, on a little bit, or I suspect I know the answer. But the the, the question is, what what was uh, on first one A or four A is? <laughs> what was your longest trip, literally, and it can either be trip or trick segment? And then the second part of that is, what was your shortest trip segment? Oh, okay. Uh, shortest trip segment get that one out of the way i literally flew to dallas and back the same day from austin on southwest and uh it was such an unmemorable trip the biggest thing i remember about it was i got up early to go to the airport stand in line whatever get on an airplane fly up there do the i never did that again so i was like it's three hours in the car ish anybody that knows i-35 knows you just can't count on it, but whatever. Yeah, so that was the shortest trip. Okay. Um, the longest trip is, you, you guessed correctly, is the round the world we did with the 24727 tour. Um, and I, that was the longest time wise as well. I think it was, what, two weeks? Yeah. Two, it was. And probably had the longest 
want a single segment in there somewhere because you got into Asia. Oh, once, yeah. once you get them flying into, uh, for those in, 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 yeah. in, in, Ameri- in the United States, flying in Asia is really interesting because it's a seven-hour flight from anywhere to anywhere else. Well, that uh, takes me much. back to when I first learned that was when uh, our, our first, the, the time that we went to Singapore for a standards meeting. It was hosted in Singapore. And the route that um, I took, I think we might have been on. No, you you had arrived earlier. Well, we took the same we took the same flights one day apart. No, nah, okay, that's right. So on my flight, so it was Austin to San Jose, California, San Jose, California to yes, please, um, uh, to Narita, and then make an impossible connection between American and JAL to get to Singapore. Um, things happen. As soon as one of those planes leaves an hour late on one end, it never can really seem to make it up on the other end. Sometimes it does. Anyway, got in, and the, the onward JAL flight was gone. Gone. <laughs> it wasn't even... If you run really hard for five miles, you can catch your flight. No. Um, and that's where I just learned to love the Japanese hospitality and efficiency, and I got on a Singapore air flight. And then I realized, oh, it's... 10 o'clock at night here or it would just it was it was like you said it was like what 10 and a half hours to go from california to narita mm-hmm. and then you got another seven and a half hours when your body's just screaming at you dude it'd be easier to die right now than to fall asleep or to stay up and eat and watch cricket videos on the back of the screen in the seat in front of you yep. Actually, I, I chose the latter. I, I, I took that, that, that same flight, uh, uh, as I say, I think it was a, it probably was a day earlier, <clears throat> I, it was, is my suspicion. Uh, and and in, 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 I, my, I missed the, the same thing. Mm-hmm. I missed, missed the connection in Tokyo. In my case, they, uh, they moved me from a, from a JEL flight to a Singapore Airlines flight. Yeah, that's what mine was, too. Right. Yep. And so I, uh, there was a, there was a, there was a young lady uh, that met me, mm-hmm. had my name on a card uh, at the gate, uh, arrival gate in Narita, and uh, uh, she explained to me that uh, I had missed my flight and they had rebooked me on a Singapore Airlines flight, and she got me to that gate. Well, I, I usually really kind of work, think about where I'm flying and itineraries and, and all mm-hmm. of that. In this case, I had not. And so I was in Tokyo. I was getting on a Singapore Airlines flight uh, in a middle seat, I might add, huh. yeah. uh, because they, they, I did, was, was getting in late. They booked me in it. So it was a, it was a middle seat uh, on a great big 747. Oh, yeah. And uh, uh, so I, I had... Absolutely no idea how long the flight you was. Didn't know. I didn't <laughs> know like, how long. I just assumed that it was like you know Dallas to Austin, right? It was. I was in Tokyo. I was going to Singapore. It, I mean to uh, the, yeah, uh, yeah, Singapore. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So it probably you know probably a couple of hours, maybe three, something it like that. Up on you, doesn't it? It really does. <laughs> I I got on the the, the I unloaded myself in that center seat. Uh, there was a there was a, a, a young uh, lady on one side that had a baby. Oh yeah, <laughs> in her arms and yeah. and uh, uh, some other lady on the other side and I'm and I'm sure I'm sitting here uh, overflowing these sure. small well, Asian seats. Uh, it, uh, 
and, 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 and you don't, you know, you're, you're, you're extra cargo because you weren't supposed to be on that plane in the first place. So yep. it, it's not like, oh, yeah, here's the aisle. We, 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 we have an aisle seat just, sure. just waiting for you. Yeah, I would say measuring longest, um, there's the longest in miles. So that for me, that's L.A. to Sydney. Um, we could even do better now. I haven't been on it yet, but there's a Dallas. To, I mean, the, the, the aircraft now are just making this with the 787. You can do amazing things. Um, they even fly Perth to London yeah. in, in one shot now. Um, but anyway, uh, but the longest mentally was that the, 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 the friendliest flight attendants, the friendliest staff, the friendliest everything, but just that Singapore Air flight. It's the only one I've ever done that way that is just never seemed to end. You're, you're six hours into a two-hour flight, and, and you've got another hour and a half to go. Yes, I, 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 that, I the same way. And it's domestically, a, I would say the other longest flight was Chicago to Austin after arriving from Europe. So you've got, you go through customs, you sit up there, and it's like a two-and-a-half-hour flight, and you're just like, ah, can't I be home now? That's, That's right. why I love to book through Dallas, even though there was a connection I can walk from here if I have to. That, that, if all else fails, I don't think it ever did. But if I was, yeah. the thought was always, if, if all else fails, I can I can rent a car and I can be home that exactly. night. Exactly. Right? Yep. I'm not going to get stuck. Interesting. So so our experiences in terms of, of longest flight certainly uh, uh, much the same. My my longest flight segment was was uh, uh, was uh, L.A. To, to, to Sydney. Mm-hmm. Interestingly enough, I, I actually have a shorter flight segment and, and a shorter business, a trip, which was from Dulles to National in oh, Washington. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, so I. I uh, <laughs> Yeah, you told me about that. Yeah. Speaker Speaker uh, Jim Wright, I believe it was. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Uh, was, was the Wright Amendment? Right, was good good buddies with uh, with with Herb. Yep. Keller, the Southwest. I, I, and, and I'm I'm, I'm uh, this is all hearsay. I sure. have no idea, right? But no. all all hearsay. But uh, that's what uh, podcasts are for. Right. They, they they were good buddies, and and uh, and uh, Southwest Airlines uh, wanted to to. Uh, to uh, uh, fly up into the, the, the D.C. area. Mm-hmm. And so the right amendment literally was a, a law passed that uh, you, 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 could only, you, could, you, you could only fly into National Airport, the convenient airport in D.C., from less than 1,000 miles away, something like that. Okay. And, and, and so the, the, the trick was that, that you were restricted. For, you, you couldn't fly nonstop from Dallas into Washington National. Right. But the airlines really wanted to get into National, so mm-hmm. what they would do is, is fly from, from uh, Dallas to Dulles. Right. And then, actually, the plane would take off again and fly from Dulles over to Nashville. Would anybody deplane, or would they just literally land, lap back around, and take off? Take off. It was was almost a touch-and-go. It almost was a (laughs) touch-and-go. Every time I took that flight, they always actually went to the terminal and and, and, and opened the door. Hi. Okay. (laughs) We're good. But they, they really could have done that as a as a touch and go landing and, uh, and made it over. But uh, that so that was the because uh, those count as landings. I mean, it's like yeah, yeah. you know technically that 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 yeah. was another five hundred mile flight segment. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, we used to play that game, right? Yeah, and, and everything doubled. Yeah. Uh, so well, cool. It was. Well, let's see if we can get to number five and stick a fork in this baby. Well, so so the uh, the, the number five then I'll, I'll it, 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 we can finish that. 
What was your most unusual trip? Hmm. Most unusual. Uh, huh. So, I would, I would guess to say, it would be one of the trips where I'm trying to think of how you just things change and you and you go on a you go on a whim or whatever. Um, I don't. I never really went on a trip with the intent of it being exotic or unusual or whatever. Um, I could say either a trip to that I made to Brazil, which um, was, was probably the most unique trip in just in my experience. I was I was invited by mistake <laughs> to be a speaker at a uh, basically a technology seminar symposium that. Uh, uh, Bank du Sol, I think that's the name of it, in, in uh, Banrasol is the name of the bank, in Rio de Sol, um, Brazil. And this was a connection through uh, when I was working for the, for the startup. Um, good colleagues and fellow operating system aficionados down there. And just really, I, I mean, I was, I was down there eating dinner, or Easter lunch with... Um, uh, the the host of the of the thing and I I got the email it's like you're welcome to come down and, and present on smart cards in the USA and I it turned out the invitation was like draft you know they they hadn't made their final selections yet and I responded oh cool that'd be neat so I signed up for it and they, and they wrote back and apologized and I'm like oh or like oh we're sorry we we sent that I'm like oh, that's cool I, I, it was just wonderful to be considered and whatever and then three days later. I get the the note that says, "Hey, come on down," and that was just cool. I mean, I was in this hotel. Um, there was like a basketball team there from some local area. The town has two soccer teams. You either cheer for the team in blue or the team in red. Um, yeah, it was just we had barbecue. I'm flying quotes, but Brazilian barbecue is a is a very special thing. Um, a lot of people have the barbecue structure. The the concrete and the, the 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 metal rods it's it's kind of a spit type operation um apologies to my brazilian friends who may unearth this podcast someday and i'm just butchering their their whole uh, adventure but um i i just whenever i went to brazil the the people there were just incredibly welcoming um and generous just incredibly generous with their time with their with their experience and uh yeah so i would i mean just unusual i mean it almost falls into the category of of favorite and that's kind of where i go with that the other one i was thinking of was when i had a flight canceled and i was sitting in my hotel in the south of france and i still had the rental car and i'd never been to monte carlo and i was kind of had this peaked interest in formula one or whatever and i'll just drive there so i drove from uh from La Ciota to Monte Carlo and did a day trip this, to Monte this, Carlo. This is, the, this is along the Côte d'Azur uh, on the south of France. Uh, it's kind of pretty of down there. And it's, uh, it's, it's a rather spectacular area. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm walking through the tunnel where the Formula One cars and then there's the corner. Where, I'm, I'm literally on a city bus and the bus driver says to me, he goes, you like Formula One? <laughs> 
And I said, yes, sir, that's why I heard about this bus. He goes, I can't go that fast. <laughs> but he says, but we'll take the corners. <laughs> so it was fun. And then standing out behind the, uh, uh, the casino, you know, just all these movies that were filmed in that square around that area. So uh, it was, I would say that was kind of unusual and that I, it, it was an opportunity that presented itself and probably as a kid, just before we traveled all that time together and just, I just get out of bed and go do stuff. Yeah. And, and uh, uh, that, that was one of the trips like that. Um, yeah, so... Sure. Well, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll perhaps round this out with uh, with my most unusual trip, and it, it was unusual from the from the perspective of, of spanning a, a, a very large distance in culture and whatever. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it it just spanned a, a, a great distance in experience, uh, and this was uh, in the. Uh, uh, early 1980s, uh, when we were working on the satellite system, which we've talked about here mm-hmm. before, and we needed to have a meeting with uh, the equivalent of uh, patent attorneys, barristers in uh, in uh, London. Okay. And uh, the people that needed to attend the meeting were some folks from the United States, some folks from Paris. Okay. Uh, Schlumberger offices there. Uh, but basically, nobody from London. We we <laughs> but we, we needed to talk with London attorneys. Okay. Okay. So we needed to meet in London, but we didn't have any Schlumberger people from London. From London there. And so I was pretty much low man on the, the totem pole of all of it. So uh, they turned to me and said, Jurgensen arranged the meeting. Mm-hmm. Well, they... they, they <laughs> Perhaps made the slight mistake that, that I I had uh, I, I was very good at arranging meetings in difficult places because whereas most people uh, when you go to arrange a meeting or arrange anything you you start at a level and if you can't arrange make arrangements there you you try to go cheaper I, right right well I, I go the other direction I start at a level and if I can't arrange it I go up uh, yeah I, I go I, it's always things get easier the more money you're willing more to pay money people to solve problems for you that's exactly the way it works right so I needed to uh, arrange a, a meeting in London I really didn't know any hotels uh, had some friends at the time here in Austin uh, uh, a gentleman and, and his wife were family friends, but he turned he was uh, a, a very successful personal injury lawyer okay. in Austin. Uh, they travel. He and his wife traveled very well. Mm-hmm. I called up called up his wife actually and yep. said, "I I need to arrange a meeting in uh, in London. Uh, can you recommend a hotel?" And her response was, "Well, we we always like to stay at the Inn on the Park." Well, this is that. That sounds very. I mean, it, you, you got you got uh, La Quinta, you got Days In, and then you got In on the Park. Yeah, right. That's cert- certainly it's right in that. It's right in that range. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Right, right in that range. This this uh, this was a this was very at that time. I, I think I think it's now actually a Four Seasons, if I'm not okay. mistaken. Yeah. At that time, it was it was it was a top of, one of the top of the line five star hotels in, in London. And, and so I, I arranged the, the meeting there. But what, what made the trip unusual is mm-hmm. that, that uh, I, I needed to also, and again, I was kind of low man on the totem pole, so I filled in on 
Oh, yeah. Getting you're, you're getting people from need. airport, and here's how to get to the yeah, – all, right. all that stuff, yeah. Well, I, I needed to – we needed to have a, a conversation with, with uh, the engineers from the communications company in Alaska called Alascom mm-hmm. because we were trying to, to understand something about the, the use of, of uh, earth stations at the far northern sure. uh, edges of, uh, of what we could cover with geosynchronous satellites. Mm-hmm. And so – uh, okay, I, I needed to, to be in London, but I'll just start my trip by going to Alaska. So I flew from, from Austin to Anchorage, and then I took a day trip to the North Slope. So mm-hmm. this is a, this is a 700-mile a, a trip yeah. from uh, Anchorage on the south coast to Prudhoe Bay on the north coast, mm-hmm. north slope of Alaska. So I, I flew, to, flew to Anchorage. Uh, spend a day in the offices there. Uh, they they outfitted me for travel to the North Slope. Here's your boots. Yep. Here's well, your jacket. Here's your park it. Yeah. Park it right. Yeah. I had a, I they when I showed up they said well you bring any warm clothes I you know brought out my my uh, your fleece stroke, my heaviest coat and like <laughs> and, and, and and they said we, we'll give you some clothes right right so so I I got well insulated clothes and like and indeed. Flew from Anchorage up to North Slope, walked off mm-hmm. the airport, airplane in, at, at Prudhoe Bay, and the, the temperature was uh, was 48 degrees below zero Fahrenheit. Typical punch in the face. Yeah. It was really weird. Uh, so, but fortunately, it was but that's just, how you get to a, London from from Austin. Everybody, by the way. everybody does it that right. way, right? So, so uh, uh, got off the plane uh, in, in, in in Prudhoe Bay, 48 below zero. Spent the day, and we'll talk about that at least some other time yeah, if we haven't cool. already done it. But I uh, love just talking about Alaska. I got, mean, that's, got, that's, got, yep. got back to the airport, uh, and uh, there, there, there was the last there was the last plane uh, for the day flying out of uh, of Prudhoe Bay back to Anchorage, and I went in and, and uh, uh, they were overbooked as usual, and and as it turned out, I got the last seat available. And, Talked about I, it, it was it, from my perspective, it was getting the last seat on the, the, the last flight out of Saigon. Were you in Convict Row? I, did you uh, score I, convict I didn't row? care. Yeah, I, I really didn't. Care. I just I didn't want to have to spend the night uh, and, and rearrange all of my travel up there. So oh yeah, I, I got back to Anchorage, uh, got up at uh, at uh, four o'clock the next morning. Mm. Right, and and the, the interesting thing here is, I was taking a cab to the airport. We we drove by uh, a, a school building, okay, and all the lights were on. And I commented to the cab driver, "Why why are the lights on?" He said, "Oh well, our schools here run two shifts. They they so they were they, this was four o'clock in the morning. Yeah, one there was one shift of students that were in the midst of their school day." Because they they ran they ran in Anchorage two, in Anchorage they ran two eight hour days back to back because they why because they could because <laughs> it, it was dark the whole time anyway it was dark nobody the whole cared time. <laughs> and 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 all of the parents working schedules were all over the place oh my goodness and so the fact that you, you had kids at school at four o'clock in the morning yeah, they're the midnight Tur- shift too. turned out re- really it was not a not a big deal for them at that point because all the parents were up and off to work studies anyway. must have been done it, 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 <laughs> so that so that was a strange aspect of it but anyway yeah, right well so no, we're keeping the unusual pretty it, pretty it, solid it was all pretty unusual here. so i i i went and uh, got on my uh, got my flight and 
as it turns out, Anchorage to London is not terribly unusual because there are a lot of flights over the pole between London and Hawaii. Oh, yeah. And the other thing is that is a huge cargo hub, Anchorage is. Yes. Yeah. So, so as, as it turns out, uh, the, 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 the flight routing wasn't terribly unusual, I, I, so I got my flight. And, so what, and, and, what airline were you on? How, do, how did that work? Uh, People want to know. I was on uh, British Airways. Oh. And so, so I got a British Airways flight out of, uh, and, and this was a continuous, this was a flight from, uh, from uh, like Seattle, Honolulu, Honolulu, Honolulu oh, to London. Okay. And, they, right. and they, 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 wow. they stopped and, and refueled in Anchorage. Uh, before making the the, the jaunt over, and it the was pole. a straight hop to London, right? Because you just hopped the pole. Wow! So hopped the pole. So yeah. got into London, uh, <laughs> and, and so here again, we're, we're just we're, getting we're, there, folks. We're, we're getting here, and, and we're just, just just spanning the space, as I say. <laughs> so I, I took a uh, took the uh, uh, cab into the in on the park, mm-hmm. <clears throat> checked into my room, and. It was it was just as as lush and plush as you you can imagine. As the organizer, they were probably looking for a good reference. Oh, from yeah. from Mr. Jurgensen. Oh, all of all everybody attended the meeting when when they showed up at the business meeting the next day. Everyone commented about how unusually expensive this place was, but nobody wanted to check out because I had given them the, the excuse to stay I, I yeah. told them this is where we're holding the meeting this is our meeting sure. room and right so I was I was to blame on an awful lot of expense reports but nonetheless I, I did get away with it but, but but it's that plus it's a captive audience I mean you're there in in one sense these meetings how they're organized and how they're you know, I mean people may feel trapped and and whatever but um, it's incredible. You're not dealing with buses and trains and right. taxis and strikes and. No, it was it was a perfect it was a per- perfect place to hold the meeting. It just happened to be rather, rather yeah. expensive. Yeah. But uh, the other so the, the last mm-hmm. interesting, for me unusual, the interesting experience out of this is that I I, uh, I got into my very very plush bed, uh, yeah. marble on the the, the, the floors mm-hmm. in the bathroom. Don't slip. Uh, right, heated, heated towels and, 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 and the whole bit. Relatively small room, but well-appointed yeah, and very, very comfortable. So I, so I woke up the next morning and went down for the buffet breakfast, which was included with the room. Now, the, the buffet breakfast in this case was uh, uh, I went into the dining room and, and was given a, a, a table kind of towards the edge of the, the room. And... Down the center of the room was this very, very lavish buffet laid mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. But it would have been terribly impolite for me to walk up and serve myself off of the oh, buffet. Yes, you did tell me about there this. Were, yeah. There were, as it turns out, there were stewards. I, I, I hesitate to use the term waiters. The, these, 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 these folks gentlemen, were. Uh, well, yeah. they're, actually, they're all there, dudes. There was, there, no, they weren't. There were oh. some ladies, but they were okay. all dressed. Sure. Uh, in in the same, uh, they, they they looked like uh, penguin suits, kind of dressed kind of down beef eater. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know. Oh, uh, yeah. uh, suit uh, uh, uniforms. But the the the, the 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 stewards would come to the table and, and ask, "What would you like?" And then they would walk over to the buffet. <laughs> and, 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 and as an American, to, you can say, "I can see what I want from here. I'll just yeah. go get it." I was pointing at yeah. it. Yes. <laughs> there we have some of that. And some of that. Some of that. <laughs> So anyway, that that was a relatively uh, uh, unusual, unusual. Uh, breakfast buffet, buffet uh, experience. Uh, 
experience and uh, uh, <laughs> the, 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 and the last interesting aspect of this sure. trip is that as I as I went to the airport in Austin I thought well I'm gonna have a, some, some downtime on this trip a long trip and everything else mm-hmm. and so I, I stopped in the bookstore and I ran across the first volume of William Manchester's biography uh, of Winston Churchill. It's a, oh, a, three, wow. a three volume set called The Last Lion. Mm-hmm. And it, it looks at Winston Churchill's life in three, three eras, if you will. Mm-hmm. And the first book, I, I picked up the first book, didn't know anything about it, but I, I did know I liked William Manchester. He, he was, even at that time, was one of my favorite authors. Mm-hmm. Picked up the book. So this dealt with Winston Churchill's life from the time he was born through his early years, which were largely okay. spent in London. Mm-hmm. And so he was born in the Victorian era, mm-hmm. uh, and he lived during that time. So I was reading this book, and as I, particularly staying where I was at, close to Hyde Park in central London, mm-hmm. and as I, as I made my way around, I started noticing that I was seeing places right that that uh, you'd read about i'd read about in 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 the book and so it 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 was one of those interesting cases where i was reading a very good book Mm -hmm. with lots of of, uh uh uh, imagery local imagery if you will built into the book and as i was wandering around i was seeing all of that in real life all that Mm -hmm. same imagery It, it, it was like so it, it was a it was a it, it brought it brought a life to a book that yeah. even to this day I, I still conjure up images of uh, of London based on uh, based on that trip and uh, reading that book and reading and those that book. experiences. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I, I I think of London as well. So people might say, Hey, Mike, why why do you, why isn't London on your list as opposed to say Paris and I said for me it's just frequency I've really only spent relatively small amounts of time but um, I we, we've had enough standards meetings in London as well and other things that um, I'm comfortable there just hopping on the the tube and making my way around I just don't have the intimate um, foot time you know there you know there, I haven't put as many uh, uh, tire tracks if you will down with my feet yep. through through there to to really cause, but i but i'd like to because that we united states came from you know, we're, we're 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 descendants yes please thanks uh we're that's where we done came from that's where we came from <laughs> so and, and, uh, yeah I, I i guess if we're about ready to close out here i will make one other observation yeah. about london and, and, sure. and, and the fact that there's in, in the course of uh a standards project that uh, that Mike and I were uh, uh, working on. Uh, we had decided rather early on. We we were essentially building a a five part or six part actually it turned out mm-hmm. uh, international standard, and we had uh, agreed some years before that that uh, when we when we reached uh, an international standard level on all the parts of the standard that we we ought to drink a toast with some some good liquor and yep. and. Uh, being being good Texas natives at the time, mm-hmm. good liquor sounded like it ought to be tequila. tequila exactly. And so I'd uh, I'd uh, agreed that uh, well when we reached that stage, uh, I would get us a bottle of good tequila to toast with. Yeah. And uh, so it was in London that we reached the stage. We made of this. Thing. So yeah. I 
I went to the concierge at the hotel. Now, this this wasn't the, in on the park level, but no. it, was, it was a Marriott. It was yeah, a yeah. hotel. It was, yeah. So I went to the concierge and said, I need, I, I, by that time, I knew precisely what I wanted. I need this, a bottle this. of this particular type of tequila. Right. And uh, the, uh, the concierge kind of swallowed hard and said, yes, I can get that for you. <laughs> and uh, so it literally was the first time I've ever paid $600 for a fifth of anything. Yeah. But it was really good tequila. It was. It it, it, it was, and we uh, we we had a, we had a nice toast, and then we uh, one of the, uh, the the lady that we worked for, uh, her husband's it turned out was the only one that had enough space in his baggage to handle the beautiful box that this yeah. came from. So we, we still had about a half a bottle of tequila left. So he took it back to. Uh, to the D.C. area, to their home, and yep. we, we were able to have a, a, a toast, another toast at a further time. Yeah, and that that was great too. It was in their in their new home, and it was uh, as much as I remember the the initial toast. It was it was the second one. That it was, was second it was really was, better, yeah. was really cool. But that was really good tequila. So it really was. It it, 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 it was. And, uh, and we'll and thank you again for that. It was indeed. It, it, great way to market. Yep. Well, thanks for hanging out with us, folks. Once again, we've. We've enjoyed it. I mean, this is what we do. <laughs> so, welcome to a, a not totally scripted, but um, you know that was that, that. Slight, slightly directed. How yeah. About that? And so, uh, anyway, we'll catch you again. We'll catch you again. I'll look forward to it. Take care, Tim. Bye. Bye. And that's a wrap on episode twenty-four of the Mike Newman Show. Thanks for spending some time listening to Tim and I have a a discussion. Um, you know, funny. You know, you always travel somewhere for a reason, but a lot of times, you know, people say, you know, the, the adventures and the journey, and uh, that that's a lot of the case, especially when, when you're just out traveling around. Uh, you, you learn a lot, you you uh, find new context where you're spending time with the people that you're spending time with, and yeah, not to get too philosophical, but um, I'm, I'm really thankful for the opportunity I've had to um, have those experiences, so... Um, Shout out to the to the folks who uh, you know basically put me in that position. Uh, greatly appreciated. Um, hey, let us know what you think about uh, what you've heard or some ideas for future discussions on the show. Uh, just send me a note uh, by email at mike at mikenewman dot show. Just an email address like everything else. Another way to share a little love and send a little feedback is using a boostagram. And a boostergram is, eh, it might take you a little bit of work to get there, but um, we have the technology now with with Podcasting 2.0 to be able to send uh, little super micro payments. I mean, literally pennies. Um, But it does uh, does fit right in with the the value for value model. And um, that's the point. Nobody's going to ask you for a specific amount of. value to be sent back you send back what you found um, you know you find worth doing what 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 this uh, time you spent here uh, means to you or maybe some of the thoughts that that popped up while you were listening to Tim and I talk about um, those specific the answers to those specific questions so head over to podcastapps.com that will take you to the podcast index apps page and at this point they don't have a really cool set of filters on there but if you look for apps that can send boostograms 
that will get you down to pretty much um, uh, the four or five main apps that are that um, that you can find this podcast on and send value back to us. Uh, those I'd say those five main apps are one called Podverse, another one's called CurioCaster. That's a web one, easy. Just click in your browser, you're there. Fountain, uh, that's at fountain.fm. And Castomatic, which is a really uh, slick player. It's only available on iOS, but uh, it's a it's a really well done uh, podcast app. Another one is actually a wallet, maybe not totally just a wallet, but it's uh, focused more on the uh, uh, Satoshi uh, payment mechanisms, uh, or Lightning, in fact. Uh, and that's called Breeze, B-R-E-E-Z, uh, rock solid podcast app. And then there's one more there called Boost CLI. So if you're super nerd, you're sitting there on your own uh, node, for example, a lightning node, and you just want to spray some sats, Boost CLI is a, is a pretty cool little tool. And that's available for Linux, Windows, and Mac OS. So um, that's nerdy stuff. But um, definitely drop us a line at mike at mikenewman.show. Check out the website, mikenewman.show, where you'll find... Uh, links when I get to them, and in any of these apps, you should see chapters when I get to them, but always a transcript. So uh, anyway, till we meet again, John 317.